Morning, guys. Welcome to Tuesday Mana. Um, before, so the last mana that we did, where we looked at David, right? And today I want to look at David again. But before that, right after Christmas, I did a mana where we talked about the Romans road to salvation and how we get saved and how we walk in this life. So for the next couple of manas, I want to look at some important things that we as Christians need to do on a daily basis when we have first accepted Christ or if we've been living for a while and we've turned away and we need to turn back. So I want to look at how we walk in this life with Christ. Um, and I don't know if you were able to catch Greg's message on Sunday, but one thing that really stuck out to me was dealing with this, right? Living for Christ. And it was really in Colossians 3, verses 1 through 4, and it says, put on the new self, right? If then you have been raised with Christ, if you've been saved, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on this earth, for you have died and your life is hidden in Christ, with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. So whether you have been saved for a while and you're turning back to Christ, or this is you, you heard the message about the Romans Road, or you've been saved with your pastor's message on Sunday, your life is now in Christ. Our identity is found in Christ Jesus. So my challenge moving forward, the first thing you need to know is get to know who Jesus is. And the best way to do that is to go back to those gospels, see the life that he lived. And we need to be more like Christ. So in moving forward, the big thing I want to talk about today is dealing with sin. Right now that we are dead to this world, we are all born into sin, and there's sins that we all find comfort in. There's sins that we all tend to turn back to when stress comes, right? Now that we're our identities in Christ, we need to turn away from those sins, okay? And focus on living for Christ. So to do that, I want to look back at David's big sin, but not just his sin. I want to look back at his heart and how he repented to God of that sin and how he turned from that sin and back to God. Because David was a man after God's own heart. And I think sometimes we focus a lot on his sin with Bathsheba, but he was also a man after God's heart because of the way he responded to that. So we're going to be, so first I want to talk about the sin, right? So we know that David should have been at war. We know that he first sinned by having Bathsheba and committing the affair. We know that then he tried to hide that sin by killing her husband and getting her husband back and all that. And he, it seems like, I don't know if in David's head he thinks that he hid it, if he knows, but it's like life keeps going. He brings in Bathsheba, he marries her, he puts her as, you know, as one of his wives. And then in 2 Samuel 12, Nathan, the prophet, comes to confront David about that sin, right? God puts it on Nathan's heart. You need to go to the king. Can you imagine being Nathan? Hey, will you go to the most powerful man and tell him that God knows about his sin, right? But Nathan goes and he tells him the story, right? And I just want to read a little bit of the story and then we'll get to David's repentance. But here we go. Then the Lord sent Nathan to David and he came to him and said to him, sorry, 2 Samuel 12, verse 1. 
There were two men in one city, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had exceedingly many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing except one little ewe lamb, which he had brought and nourished, and it grew up together with him and with his children. It ate of his own food and drank from his own cup and lay in his bosom, and it was like a daughter to him. And a traveler came to the rich man who refused to take from his own flock and from his own herd to prepare for to her to prepare one for the wayfaring man who had come to him. But he took the poor man's lamb and prepared it for the man who had come to him. I love this. So Nathan comes and tells David this story about sheep's a rich man and a poor man, right? And David's response is anger, right? Verse five, so David's anger was greatly aroused against the man and he said to Nathan, as the Lord lives, the man who has done this shall surely die and he shall restore fourfold for the lamb because he did this thing and because he had no pity. I just imagine David, right? His righteous anger, like what is that rich man doing? Right? And then he said, that man will surely die. And then imagine his turn of heart here. Nathan looks him straight in the eyes and says, you are that man. Right? And I can just imagine David's heart being crushed. And then Nathan goes into a long um, story where he says, you know, God anointed you king of Israel and you did this. And I just can imagine David's heart just knowing that he'd sinned against God in what he had done. And that's what he says in verse 13, right? So David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Okay, and then after this, there's consequences for the sin, and you can look into that. But after this, David sits down and he writes Psalm 51, right? After Nathan comes to him, David's heart is smitten, Right After his anger about the rich man, he realizes he is the rich man, and he writes this psalm, okay? And I want to read this psalm with you guys, okay? It's 19 verses. We'll go rather quickly, but there's some amazing things in here. And David was a man after God's own heart. He's not perfect, right? We Sometimes I think we put the Old Testament people on a pedestal like man they were such a cool person right they're such this that god must have favored them and it's like they were on the same page as us right and in this you can see david sinned we've all sinned but he is a man after god's own heart because of the way he dealt with that sin right at first he hid it but then when it was brought to him he repented so let's read this so we're now in psalms 51 Follow along with me. Psalms 51, verse 1. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. First thing, he confesses, pleads for the mercies of God. Verse 3, for I, have acknowledged, for I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned, and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just, just when you speak, and blameless when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and my, in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts, 
and the hidden part you will make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear joy and gladness that the bones you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Here's the huge thing. Verse 10, create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, the God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall show forth your praise. For you do not desire sacrifice, or else I would give it. You do not delight in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. These, O God, you will not despise. Do good in your good pleasure to Zion. Build the walls of Jerusalem. Then you shall be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offerings and whole offerings, then they shall offer bulls on your altar. Man, I don't know about you guys, but I love the Psalms, right? I mean, you just hear David's heart, right? He is in full repentance mode. There's a couple things I just want to look at. Um, in verse 4, it says, right, against you and you alone have I sinned. And we know that he obviously sinned against Bathsheba and her husband, he had, who he had murdered, right? But David is going back to the source. And I'm sure that at some time forward, he had he talked to Bathsheba. He apologized. The Bible's not clear on that, but I'm sure that happened, right? But he starts at the source. God, I should have been following you. I should have been walking in your path, and I've sinned against you. Okay, and then I love verse 10. Create in me a clean heart and renew a steadfast spirit within me, right? So first, he confesses his sin, prays for the mercy of God. Then he prays that God would change his heart and realign it with God's plan, Okay, And the biggest thing, when we're caught up in sin, God doesn't want us to jump into reading, into praying, but look like into those sacrifices, as David would call, right? He obviously wants us to read the word and pray. But verse 17, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart. These, O God, you will not despise. So our spirit, when we realize that we have been caught up in sin, whether living in it, whatever, we need, our heart needs to break because of that sin. A broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart, God will not despise. So our heart needs to be broken and we need God to create in us a new heart. Then, if you read those last couple verses, right, then the sacrifices can come. Then we can get back in routine. Then we can follow the way God is. But first, our heart has to be broken over that sin, whatever it may be. So my challenge for you today is to search your heart. You Christian who's been a Christian for a while, search your heart, look for those sins, okay? And have David's heart have a broken spirit over your sin so that God can renew your heart. God can rebuild your spirit. Like I said, if you're just now getting saved or you're just now starting the walk, get to know the man Jesus. Who was he? How did he act? What did he say? 
and then search your heart for the sin that might have crept up and be living there. Before we go, let's pray and just pray that God guides our week. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for your word. God, and I thank you for the examples that we have in it where we get to see David, who is a God after man, uh, a man, excuse me, a man after your own heart, God, and how he repented of his sin and how he admitted it and how his heart was broken because of it. God, thankfully you pick up the pieces. I just pray for my fellow Christian who may be watching this that whatever sin they may be in, God, if it's breaking their heart, God, the good thing is you are the restorer. God, I pray that you would restore their hearts to you, restore their paths to the way that you would have them walk. God, I thank you for who you are. Go before us this week and show us those moments where we can bring you glory. We thank you for that. We pray these things in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. And everybody said, amen. Have a great week, guys.